0: This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs. Hello and welcome to the Field of Streams Podcast for Thursday, June eleventh. I'm your host, Dylan Higgins, joined by my co host, Brad Johnson. Brad, how are you doing this morning?
1: I'm pretty good. How about you? I'm
0: doing okay. I'm doing pretty alright. Um, I was talking to you on Twitter the other day. You had a, a big DFS game going the other day. How'd that go?
1: Uh it turned out alright. It it was definitely a nice, profitable day. I think it was about five or six times on my money, but it could have been a lot better. Uh, just missed three guys, basically. I missed uh catcher with Miguel Montero, second base with Chase Sutley, and one of the outfielders with uh, Curtis Granderson.
0: But I had, just about everywhere else, huh?
1: Yeah, so I had the three-homer uh, Joey Votto day, uh, two homers from Stanton. Uh, so there's a lot of production there. Uh if only I would gotten something from everybody, I would have made a ton of money.
0: Yeah, when there's a huge game like the Vado game, it feels like you either had them or you didn't. It very quickly right. separates the back.
1: Yep, absolutely.
0: Yeah, I did not. I had Stanton, and I had Will Venable do well. And I felt good about those, and then I had nothing else. I also, for the it first happens. time last night, uh had the experience where I... When you see, like... When you, when you're building a team early and you see like five different tournaments and one's nearly full and one's nearly empty, do you try and go with the emptier one or do you try and get in the full one? Is there a strategy there? Cause for the first time I built a team and had it not happen because, oh. uh, because the tournament didn't go. It didn't fill up. The stack didn't.
1: So I usually focus on the GPPs and they mm-hmm. run regardless. Yeah. Um, I don't really pay attention to the number of teams as a result because they tend to fill, and if they don't, then good. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: And I don't play for enough money. Like well, Last year I was getting in some $200 games uh, whenever there's an overlay. Uh, sometimes not enough people join, and the expected value of that entry is something like $210 for your $200 entry. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would get involved with some of those. This year I'm not doing quite well enough to feel confident about that.
0: Yeah, it was weird. I I built a team and then, you know, when I was ready to go, I got an email that said, "Nope, sorry. No deal. You you, you get your money back. It didn't didn't go." <laughs> um, and then I got to watch all the picks I made like do kind of well last night. And I was like, "Oh man. Uh but my my pitcher was Trevor Bauer, and things yeah. did not go well for him. So it's like, okay, that that, that, that I wouldn't <laughs> I didn't lose money last night, that's for sure." Uh anyway, we're going to look at picks for Thursday, today, June 11th, and uh, you're saying to me before we hit record, kind of a weird day on the slate today.
1: Yeah, and it's weird to me not because of the short slate, which is just a, an obvious thing that happens on Thursdays a lot. Uh, it's more an issue that none of the pitchers are that exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a three-game early group and a six-game late group, and you're... Good pitchers are guys like Scott Kazmir, Andrew Cashner, uh Garrett Richards. And they all have warts of some kind. Uh yeah. Kazmir hasn't looked quite the same since he had that minor injury. Uh Cashner's not really performing at his ceiling at all. Uh Richards has kind of converted back into a decent but not spectacular pitcher. Uh so you're then left with all these cheaper options that are kind of all garbage. <laughs>
0: Yeah. It's a, it's a weird day for pitchers, for sure. You start looking at guys like Alex Colomé, cause the Angels mm-hmm. don't hit righties that well, but he's not that good. You know? And
1: he's against Richards, which is the only kind of surefire, we'll call it good pitcher in that time frame. Yeah. So it, maybe he has a 50-50 chance of winning, uh, plus the chance of a game being decided after the pitchers, starting pitchers are out. Yeah. So,
0: my, call,
1: uh, call it a 35% chance to win.
0: <laughs> yeah. My field of streams pick for today is Chi Chi Gonzalez at the A's. And uh, I don't feel great about it. And so when I picked it, like, it's just kind of like the only real place to go, uh, with today in terms of like a sleeper starter pick. I don't, I mean, are you a Chi Chi Gonzalez guy?
1: I'm not. And from what he's shown, in his first two starts, he's got like 14 and two thirds innings of scoreless baseball and something like two point something K per nine and four point something walks per nine. Yeah. Uh, complete flukishness. Uh, yeah. he he has the stuff to reverse those, uh, peripherals, show a better walk rate, show a strikeout rate around six or so, but that's still not exciting. It's a back of the rotation pitcher.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm crossing my fingers just that the the A stay cold against them <laughs> tonight. But um yeah, we'll we'll get the pitchers. Let's go ahead and start with hitters though. Um we'll start with catcher. Uh where where do you go at catcher today?
1: It's a good question. The uh night contest has one guy I really like and Matt Wieters against Wade Miley.
0: Okay. Yeah, absolutely.
1: That's going to be probably a very popular location. Anyone who's paying attention to uh, weather conditions will definitely like, uh, and Park Factors, will definitely like Camden Yards tonight. Um, the app that I use rates it a perfect 10 of 10 for home runs tonight, mm-hmm. uh, so should see some balls flying. Uh, Wade Miley is definitely an exploitable pitcher, and he's been better lately, but he's still is prone to blow-ups. He's going to remain prone to blow-ups even when he's pitching well. Yeah, uh, the entire Orioles stack looks pretty good. Uh, the Red Sox are facing Chris Tilby, which seems like it should be a good matchup. But I didn't really find too many guys I was excited about actually using. Yeah, that's uh, so a frustrating might only go one way
0: lately. Yeah,
1: it's it's there's an issue with that offense. It's a little bit baffling, but a lot of it can kind of just be explained by. Injuries um older guys who haven't settled into Boston yet.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and catcher, I also like, uh, Jan Gomes against mm-hmm. Jay Happ. Jan Gomes, if you believe in Jan Gomes, likes to hit lefties more than righties. I'm not sure I necessarily believe in him that much, but if you're a Jan Gomes person, he, uh, he hits lefties more. And Jay Happ is fine. He's not, I think he's decent, but he's not the type to, to avoid um Steven Vogt who's been cold lately for sure gets uh chi Gonzalez and the price want to come down a little bit and like you were saying he he could be much more hittable than he's shown so far and uh if you want to pay full price for Buster Posey you know tonight's one of those nights he gets John Neese nice. um it's in it's at City Field which isn't great but he could do just fine against John Neese nice, so uh, I don't have a real problem with somebody that wants to pay full price for Buster Posey. Kind of yeah. like Matt Wheaters. Any other catchers, or is that about it?
1: Uh, there's a few more guys who are kind of more noteworthy rather than exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Travis Starno back in action. uh yep. played yesterday. He'll be yeah. against Tim Linscomb. That's mm-hmm. uh, not a terrible matchup. No platoon advantage, but you don't always need to chase that down. Also, Miguel Montero against uh, Michael Lorenzen. Yeah. Lorenzen's not particularly good or anything. That <laughs> Cubs game looks like the only one that's at serious risk of rain. There's like a fifty percent chance of storms throughout the night, uh, so keep an eye on that. But for now, at least, I'd be willing to pencil some guys in from that those games.
0: hmm Yeah, I like Montero more lately. He's showing he's he's looking like himself of old, which was never like a like a fantasy stud. But a, a useful fantasy Yeah, he, fantasy he's a core game. performer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, how about first base for you?
1: Uh, from that early contest, I have Carlos Santana against Hap, and then also Yonder Alonso versus Julio Tehran.
0: Yeah. I I get frustrated because I don't love Yonder Alonso, but he's like one of the only real left-handed bats in that lineup.
1: Right, and he's hitting really well this year. A lot mm-hmm. of it's a... Uh, Effect. it's just BapIp for the most part. Uh, but there is good things to like about him. I think we talked about earlier in the year, he's uh kind of like an Adam Lind Light.
0: Mm-hmm. So he, he yeah, he's always been a contact guy. It's not crazy for him to be putting a lot in play.
1: Yeah, when he when he's not against a particularly imposing pitcher and Tehran's just kind of uh, a normal guy these days. Yeah. Uh, he's pitching to more towards his peripherals, which he hasn't been doing in the past few seasons with those good ERAs.
0: Yeah, which is too bad. I like Julio Teran. He's still pretty young, but mm-hmm. not doing well, and especially not doing well against the lefties. So I could right. see a, a good day for Alonzo there.
1: And in that night contest, I think Anthony Rizzo's the uh, obvious choice out of uh, all the first basemen. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty easy matchup against Lorenzen, who just does not have imposing stuff whatsoever.
0: Nope, nope. He he has not been, uh, not been that scary. I think when he came up, I had noted uh, that I saw him in the fall league, and this is small sample size and very anecdotal. But they were trying him out as a as a starter, and he was just getting shelled every time out. And that's, you know, that's a, a developmental league and that's only a, probably 20 innings or whatever, but I, I even remember then just being like, man, oh, this guy is having issues then, you know, mm-hmm. and here he is and his minor league numbers showed not that many strikeouts and just, I don't know, not an impressive starter, not, not a guy to avoid. So yeah, I like Rizzo there. Um, I wrote David Ortiz gets okay, Chris Tillman. And David Ortiz, did you see they're starting to like bench him against lefties and how yeah, not happy so he is about that? He,
1: he, he's ice cold. There's I, I wrote him down as well. It's a great stadium for left-handed power. As I mentioned, the weather conditions are fantastic for power tonight. Chris Tillman isn't imposing by any means. Uh, so the matchup looks good. Ortiz does not. So yeah. it's a, a factor of how will he, willing are you to believe in him shaking off the rust that he's been showing and mm-hmm. getting into one today.
0: Yep. Worth noting. Could do fine, but mm-hmm. yeah, not as confident about it at all. Uh, I, Freddie Freeman gets Andrew Kashner, who mm-hmm. is two and 2-8, but has certainly pitched a lot better than that. So, uh, I don't, he could do fine. I mean, I feel like it's hard for him to have a real stay matchup. Freddie Freeman's always pretty good, but, uh, worth noting with him against Kashner. Uh, Lucas Juda gets Tim Lincegum, and Tim Linsigum is cooling off, as predicted. Got off to a pretty decent start, and no surprise that that's not quite holding up. He's not falling apart. He's just, you know, cooling down. And then, uh, Adam Lind gets Tanner Roark. And Adam Lind is similar to Yonder Alonso in a few ways, but one of them is that he's often the best left-handed hitter in his lineup.
1: I agree with all of them. Have him down.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um and Tanner Roark is okay and that's Matt's pick today. But he just doesn't really miss bats this year. Remember, right. did miss him very much, but that's he's missing him even less this year.
1: That's his whole profile. He's kind of a, a poor man's version of Doug Fister.
0: Yeah, which is which is not great. You know, if you're gonna not miss bats, you need to be pretty good otherwise. And Roark's okay, but I don't know. Adam um, Lind can do just fine against him. Any other yeah, first it seems to me. Immediate- Sorry, it seems to me
1: like the stint in the bullpen's throwing work off his game slightly. Doesn't look as sharp as he was last year.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Where but just just watching him last year, he had complete command of strike zone. Uh, felt like he was being very aggressive and getting away with it. And this year, he looks more like he's nibbling and uh, just trying to get, get away with being careful.
0: Yeah, which is not going that well. Uh, at least not so far. So. Yeah, any first baseman you had that I, I didn't mention? Yep, that's it. Okay. Uh, how about second base? It was weirdly thin for me today, I felt.
1: Yeah, I, I don't like any of the picks that I wrote down, but <laughs> I wrote them down nonetheless. <laughs> yeah. So there's Ben Zobris against Chichi Gonzalez. Zobrist hasn't looked very good since returning from the disabled list. I don't feel good about that at all, but he got a switch hitter against a probably mediocre pitcher. So it's an option uh, there's only three games in the early slate. You can't really afford to be too picky. Uh, but there's also Robinson Cano at Progressive Field against Sean Markham. And w- whatever is going on with Cano, Progressive Field nice for left-handed power. If he mm-hmm. gets under a pitch against Markham, who you know does allow home runs, yeah. uh, he could provide some nice cheap value. He costs nothing these days, which... Yeah feels weird with Robinson Cano, but yeah, that's, that's I, the state of things. <laughs>
0: I find it hard to avoid taking him when he's gotten as cheap as he is.
1: Yeah, there, there's some expectation for a bounce back of some kind. Uh, there's it kind of reminds me of Matt Kemp's in the same boat where his price tag's just low every day. And sometimes it's the matchup's too good to pass on and I have to jump in.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: some other second baseman I liked, uh, Corey Spangenberg against Julio Tehran.
0: Yeah, another uh, one of the few lefties in that lineup.
1: Right, and uh, they, they kind of move him around the order, but tends the bat towards the top against righties. Uh, so keep an eye on where he's hitting, and I mean, where he is in relation to Alonzo, who's Probably the main guy to drive him in today.
0: The Padres sent down Jed Jerko, which was yes. so surprising. I mean, not that surprising, but kind of weird. I mean, he also like Jed Jerko hit well in May, and then they stopped giving him at bats in June, and <laughs> then sent him down. It's so weird. I don't really know what's going on there, but um, point is, I gave like, Spangenberg time to time to work. You know, should be in the lineup, should have an opportunity. So I like him, especially against Tehran.
1: Yep, definitely. And then that later contest, uh, the options are looking particularly bad. Um, I noted Jimmy Paredes versus Wade Miley. Okay. And I don't Peretti's is cold, cooled off. I don't feel great about that particular matchup. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, you know, I like that stadium. I like uh, going against Wade Miley, even though he's been decent lately.
0: Yeah. Uh, and he doesn't love hitting lefties, but Miley's not that imposing.
1: It's not a drool-worthy pick, by any means. Uh, you could definitely go with the more expensive Dustin Pedroia against Chris Tillman. Yeah. Uh, again, not enamored with the pick, by any means. It's just a kind of like a core performer type against a struggling pitcher.
0: Yeah, I have that. Uh, would you do, like, D Gordon against Chris Rusin? Ru- Rusin. You gotta guess. you, you, you could, I also
1: yeah. noted Jeff Baker against uh I think it's Russin.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Jeff yeah. Baker's not a bad idea. He tends
1: to back cleanup against lefties. So, yeah. there's that. <laughs> I, I like Take, that take it a, for what it's worth. Yeah,
0: I like that as a, a cheap option for sure. I mean, I, I assume Jeff Baker does not cost much of anything. No. Yeah. And has some pop when he hits lefties. So, yeah, I, I, you, you mentioned that and that's actually one of the picks I like most on a A day like this where there isn't much to pick from. Um, Okay, how about third base? Are there some more options for you at third base?
1: Same number of options. I feel better about them, though. Okay. So those early games, uh, two kind of jump out to me, and I think everyone's going to be in on Kyle Seeger against Sean Markham. Mm -hmm. Uh, As I mentioned, progressive feels nice for lefty power. There really aren't that many third basemen even available in that uh, three-game early slate. Yeah. Uh, you're looking at Joey Gallo against the lefty. Uh, Juan Uribe, who, I don't know, I'm never picking Juan Uribe. Uh, rarely would pick Brett Lowry. Uh, maybe you're willing to take Will Middlebrooks against Julio Teran. Uh The other guy I noted who hasn't done anything yet is uh, Giovanni Urshela, who was just activated not that long ago. He'll be up against Jay Happ.
0: Yeah. And that's a platoon advantage for him and, you know, kind of a stab in the dark. I was talking with Matt about, like, in Carlos Correa, who at least has a big pedigree, but we just don't know much about him yet so far, but he's already gotten some lefties early and that's mm-hmm. a variety that look good, so I put him in a few stacks just stab in the dark because we don't know what he can do yet. So I feel that away a little bit about Urshela also, you know. Who yep. knows what you'd get there, but... Um, that could, that just means he could be underrated. Could be overrated price wise, but could easily be underrated because it hasn't adjusted to him yet. So, um, I had Kyle Seeger. He had a huge day yesterday, and it's another good matchup. Um, Pablo Sandoval gets Chris Tillman. Could do fine. Again, Chris Tillman's just asking to be, uh, to be, matched up against. Um, the only thing about Chris Tillman, not pitching well, but he will hold your runners. It's not that Pablo Sandoval is going to run, but none of you guys are going to get stolen bases off of him, and that's uh, worth keeping in mind. Do you like Matt Duffy at all?
1: I, I don't mind him. Yeah. I am I kind of look at him as, I don't know, maybe like a Martin Prado-class type hitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm not, definitely not going out of my way to take him even in a, a 6 game slate. Um, mm-hmm. He's definitely been hot lately. I think he's got like two or three home runs in his last five games. Yeah. And plenty of hits. I'm looking at his page now. He's got eight hits in his last five games. So that's good. Uh, people who like the hot hand might want to take a shot at Duffy against uh, John Neese.
0: Yeah, uh, that's third base a platoon advantage, but not an exciting one.
1: Yeah. Third base in the evening contest is actually... Pretty good. You have some nice choices. Uh, at the top end, there's Todd Frazier against uh Siyoshi Wada, mm-hmm. And there's also Chris Bryant versus Lorenzen. Yeah. And either direction you go there, I think it's nice play for power. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, just keep an eye out for storms in case those uh, uh, creep in and cancel that game. You don't want to get stuck with uh, $4,000 blank. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also Manny Machado against Miley. Uh, he'll be probably batting second, uh, doing his usual thing in the Orioles lineup.
0: Yeah, so there's some options. My favorite one is maybe Todd Frazier against a lefty. Even though mm-hmm. Matt and I like the Oshiwada, we've always kind of like bringing him up, but uh, with the Reds, oh, the Reds are kind of a mess. But Todd Frazier can only sit so it's a guy to, to look out for. Could could do his part there for sure. Definitely. Yeah. Anybody else or on the shortstop?
1: That's pretty much it. Brock Holt tends to start against right-handed pitchers, so he might get in there for the Red Sox tonight, mm-hmm. uh, either in place of Sandoval or, uh, Xander Bogarts. So, look to see if Holt's in the lineup. Uh, he's been hitting well. Uh, mm-hmm. he's kind of a, he's an interesting talent. Uh, kind of a Ben Zobor slight with all that utility and then a little bit of power and speed.
0: Yeah. Not an overwhelming guy, but can fit in your lineup okay. Uh okay. At shortstop my list starts with Michael Viles against J Hat. Always putting mm-hmm. in Michael Viles when he gets a lefty. Uh, always worth attention there. He's become a little bit less of a sneaky player though, playing more and, and his price has gone up a little bit. Um but I still like him. Uh Brad Miller is is a weird player, but <laughs> he he gets Sean Markham, um which is a, a good matchup. Uh, I don't love Brad Miller, but he tends to be nice and cheap. So if he's in the lineup, he could do okay. Uh, Elvis Andrews does his best work against lefties, and he gets Scott Casimir. But Scott is pretty decent, and I don't love Elvis Andrews. So I'm not real excited about that matchup. But it's worth noting when he gets a lefty. And then Starlin Castro gets Michael Lorenzen. And that's not a platoon advantage, but I don't really care. As we've talked about, Lorenzen's not that great. so. Starlin Castro uh, would be worth attention for me, at least, against Lorenzen. Uh, who else do you got? Who do you have that uh, I did not cover there?
1: I agree with those picks, and I also noted uh, Adani Echeverria versus Chris R- Russon. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been hitting really well lately. Uh, he's just a pure contact guy, and he's cooled off in his last three games, but I wouldn't Put too much into that. It's just yep. you're looking for him to put four or five balls in play, hoping three of them fall. Yep. That's, that's all you're doing lefties. with him. He likes the lefties. And, yeah, he, he does do a little bit better against lefties. It helps. Yeah. Uh, the other guy noted, and he's been ice cold, is JJ Hardy. So yeah. there's two platoon splits working in his favor today. Uh, he likes facing. Uh, left-handed pitchers—that's uh, mm-hmm. the easy one. But he's also good against uh, pitchers like Wade Miley, uh, and uh, with the ground ball, fly ball links, mm-hmm. or uh, splits. I mean, ground yeah. ball, fly ball splits. So Miley's a ground ball pitcher uh, pulling up the numbers now. Uh, Hardy's a little under 800 OPS against uh, ground ball pitchers. It's not a, a huge split, but when you're looking at a guy who, one, costs nothing, is not a good ballpark for power, uh, has the normal platoon advantage, and he has this other ground ball fly ball platoon advantage, so there's
0: and the good factors weather. in play. Yeah. yeah, and good weather today.
1: <laughs> That's right. So there's a lot of things that work in Hardy's favor. He's still liable to go 0-4, he's just not playing well right now.
0: Yeah, I've always liked JJ Hardy, though. would like to see him turned around, for sure. Uh okay, and then outfielders. Where do you where do you start at Outfield?
1: <laughs> where do I start? Uh there's four right handed Orioles that you could think about against Miley. Um Adam Jones, Steve Pierce, Dillman Young, and Nolan Reimold hit was recently called up. Whichever of those they start, um all are viable against Miley.
0: Mhm. Yeah, I had I had the first three. I didn't have Nolan Reimold, but that that's a good call as well.
1: I, I kind of suspect they'll all get into the lineup somehow, uh, one of them being the DH. Since they're facing a lefty, Chris Davis will probably be out of there.
0: Mm-hmm. And and all worth attention against the lefty. Like you said, Baltimore is a, a good good place to have your eyes on today. Yeah. And from that early
1: contest, uh, not too many outfielders I felt good about. Uh, Justin Upton and Will Venable have uh, Julio Teran, uh mm-hmm. both... Upton, obviously, you don't worry too much about the platoon split with him. He's uh, just a good power speed threat. Uh, Venables, someone who's seeing a lot of starts, gets right handed pitchings, playing pretty well, uh, looking a little bit more like that 2013 version than the crappy 2014 version. Yep. So, I'm actually. Decent play.
0: I have Tweet Deck up and just in the last minute or so, uh, Padres lineup comes up and Will Myers is back and leading off. Okay. And Will Venable's in left field. Uh, no Justin Upton today.
1: Okay. Scratch uh, Justin Upton. <laughs> yeah.
0: Apparently, that's, that's hot right now when we're recording, uh, to see that lineup. But I mean, I, I like it, but they're, they're getting Will Venable in there. Uh, which is interesting, but it's, you know, that's one of the only lefties in there. To, to be excited about, and yep. I had him down. I like Will Venable against Julio Turan, bad in second.
1: I also, and this is just kind of a, a throwaway pick almost, uh, Austin Jackson against Sean Markham. Uh, he's another guy who has a nice split against, uh, in this case, fly ball pitchers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he won't have the platoon advantage, but he does hit fly ball pitchers well, and he's uh, it's one of three games he. You kind of have to take something.
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, I also wrote Josh Reddick gets Chi-Chi mm-hmm. Gonzalez. If you believe in Josh Reddick, or more importantly, don't <laughs> believe in Chi-Chi Gonzalez, and there's... It sounds like there's plenty of reasons not to. Uh, Josh Reddick could do fine. And the line-out of shields gets Scott Casmer Likes to hit lefties, but Scott is good. But for a speed guy like that, I get a little bit of the feeling like... The tough matchups don't matter as much because you just need to put the ball in play and hope it finds a hole, you know? Right. So, uh, if you like the line of the shields, he could be okay in that, in that earlier matchup. And then, yeah, add, like I said, three, four of the Baltimore guys that you had. Um, I like Giancarlo Stanton and cheaper Marcel Zuna against Chris Russin. Uh, yep. they like to hit lefties for sure. And, and there you go. Except, uh, did you see the note? I think it was his last start. Chris Russon just had the Marlins in Colorado, and he struck out Giancarlo Stanton four times. And not only has Giancarlo Stanton struck out four times, not in one game, um, not very often in his career, but I believe I saw that it was the first time one pitcher did it to him, hmm. which is crazy because Chris Russon's nothing special. He's okay, but not certainly not an elite starting pitcher. And yeah,
1: I, he, he's a sixth or seventh starter. Yeah.
0: And this is hearsay tweet reading, but I'm pretty sure that, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was the first time he had struck out four times in a game to one pitcher. So he gets a chance to get his revenge, and I would not shy away from it. It's not like I think, oh, he has this number and Stan can't hit him. Uh, it's in Miami, not as good as in Colorado, but I don't, I don't care. Um, Cole Calhoun gets Alex Colome. Cole Calhoun mm-hmm. is the, the lefty bat in the Angels lineup to, to bet on for me. Um, Curtis Granderson gets Tim Lincecum. I, I like Granderson just fine. You know, some dependable pop and speed and at the top of the lineup. Not the player we came to expect, you know, in the past, but still productive. And then, um, I like Justin Maxwell. I think he's yes. worth keeping an eye on. He likes to hit lefties. He gets John Neese, nice and in general, he's going to start having more playing time, Um because Gregor Blanco just went on the DL, and I think Hunter Pence is about to, probably. Yeah,
1: they're about to put Hunter Pence on the DL, so means- Maxwell will pretty much be playing every day for a bit. Yeah, uh, He's definitely better play against left-handed pitchers, and he's going to see one tonight. Yeah, uh, Probably won't get pulled from the game afterwards, which is always nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes those platoon guys only get two or three at-bats, and then they're... Swapped out for someone else. Yeah. Uh, especially if you're working with teams like the uh, Rays and uh, the A's, too.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, you guys in deeper formats and you're NL only. I think he's worth a fly right now for some cheap mm-hmm. some pop. And, uh, yeah, as for Thursday, I like him against John Neese. Nice. And then, last name I had was Denard Spann gets Matt Garza. And we were worried about Denard Spann his minor injury, and he got into the lineup on Wednesday and did pretty well. So, uh like him against Matt Garza as well, setting the table. Yeah, any outfielders you hand they didn't then get to there. With the state
1: of pitching tonight, it's definitely a day where you could fit Bryce Harper into your lineup mm-hmm. uh, against Matt Garza. Uh, I definitely like that matchup for him. Uh Miller Park's one of two really hitter friendly stadiums tonight. So, you know, if you're not getting getting into that Baltimore game, maybe a uh, national stack against Garza mm-hmm. um, will make sense for you. And there's numerous ways to get Harper into your lineup. I dummied up a lineup that has Harper and Stanton and feel pretty good about it. So yep. we'll see if I stick with that. But yep. uh, you can get some expensive guys in there tonight.
0: Yeah. Is that it for about outfield? I'm ready to go expensive in outfield? <laughs> yeah. it's uh,
1: There's also Dexter Fowler. Uh, just another option against Lorenzen if you're Looking to really load up against the Reds tonight. Sure.
0: I could see that. Uh, I, am li- in those bad matchups, I like the leadoff guy a lot more mm-hmm. sometimes because hopefully he's gonna get driven in plenty. Yeah. Yeah, I could see, I like that though. Stanton Harper and then, you know, Maxwell or Delman Young or something. We just need something from that cheap third guy. Um, okay. And then yeah, we gotta make a little list of pitchers, but like you said, it's tough. Stuff is my. I think the best pitcher might be Scott Kazmir, but he gets Texas and he hasn't been that good. There's Garrett Richards and Chi-Chi Gonzalez is maybe worth a wild card, you know, but I wouldn't feel great about it. I don't know where else would you even go on Thursday.
1: Uh, it's pretty ugly. So m- my first impression was, yeah, Scott Kazmir. Uh, you go through the numbers. I'm looking at his uh, Fanduel points per game right now, mm-hmm. and he hasn't broken ten in his last seven starts. Um, yeah, and only one of them was nine. He hasn't broken seven points something in his last six. So you're looking at pretty lousy production out of him this yeah. year.
0: Um and against no one
1: else is that be- that much better. Cashner's same, yeah. same shape. Uh,
0: the Rangers aren't as good as you, or as bad as you think you know it's not a great yeah. matchup
1: you hope maybe with Kashner the Braves lineup just can't get anything going mm-hmm. uh, maybe it's one of those days that he actually lasts deep into the game uh, he hasn't thrown more than seven innings this year and that's kind of a, a key component to producing DFS points is lasting deep into the game yeah. uh, seven's fine but you're really hoping for eight or nine out of a guy and yeah At least a trend of getting deep into those games. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm not happy with any of the pitchers in that early slate.
0: There's Jay Happ, but that's not a great matchup for him, and he's never. It's
1: not great. It's not terrible either. I I might even be leaning towards using him, but I I don't feel any better about him than any of the other guys going in that group.
0: Yeah, and then at night. Garrett Richards, maybe. Like I said, mm-hmm. Alex Colome, maybe, would be a cheap guy, because the Angels can sometimes struggle against righties. Those um, are the two
1: guys I liked, and they're facing each other. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, do you like Siyoshi Wada as much as Matt and I do?
1: <sighs> He's one of those guys who sometimes I'm looking to exploit him, sometimes I'm looking to target him, and today I'm kind of seeing him as a neutral pick. Yeah. Uh, I. <laughs> There's certain guys in that Reds lineup, uh, mostly Frazier,
0: yeah.
1: uh, but even Vado, I'm not concerned about it, and being lefty-on-lefty, a uh, couple other guys who could do all right. Yeah. Uh, there's, I don't know, I, I see Votto going six innings, giving up three or four runs. Yeah. Maybe he has a good path to a win because he's facing Lorenzen.
0: Yeah, uh, and, yeah, like, like your I said, options, it's not a bad bet. And Matt picked Tanner Roark against the Brewers, because the Brewers are not great. But right. I don't love that either. So, I don't know. I, it's one of those things where I wish I had better recommendations for <laughs> pitchers today, but sometimes you got to throw your hands in the air. So, yeah, n-
1: nothing you can do about this one. You're pick a guy, go with your gut, and t- hope the the numbers fall in your favor.
0: Yeah, I would go cheap. You know, like I said, try and make it up in hitters. So, someone like Colome, or Wada, or Hap or... Yeah, so much cheap. So, yeah. Okay. Well, I think that about does it today for us for Thursday. You got anything else before we get out of here? No, that's it. Okay. Well, yeah. Good luck with your weird pitching day and your your weird your weird slate. Also, um, but yeah, I think our favorites tend to be guys in Baltimore. But yeah, I guess that'll do it. Uh, Brad is on Twitter at baseball a team, and I am on Twitter at hickensfos, and uh, we both love to hear from you. And other than that, good luck with your picks on Thursday, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Field of Streams podcast. For more fantasy baseball analysis, visit Fangraphs.com slash fantasy or follow us on Twitter at Rotographs.